The Tom Woods Show, episode 1267. Prepare to set fire to the index card of allowable opinion. Your daily dose of liberty education starts here. The Tom Woods Show. Folks, my away carry-on is everything I look for in a suitcase. It's lightweight, strong. It's got a really smooth glide through the airport. It's got a built-in combination lock, a compression system for overpackers like me, and a laundry bag to boot. Get $20 off a suitcase when you go to awaytravel.com woods and use promo code woods during checkout. Hi, everybody. Tom Woods here. No doubt you heard a couple of weeks ago about what looks like another Facebook purge of a number of, in some cases, very significant pages that had a political or an ideological bent to them. And we're talking today to Jason Bassler and Matt Savoy, who are the co-founders of the Free Thought Project. Now, they also, um, Jason also co-founded V is for Voluntary and Police the Police. So I'll let him tell you all about that. But the significant thing here is that we're talking about pages with a very, very substantial reach in terms of the number of likes they had. We'll get into those details. We're talking about likes in the millions. And then just like that, these pages are gone. So obviously there's plenty to talk about here. Let me just jump right in with Jason and Matt. Uh, welcome to both of you. And let's, uh, let's jump right in here. All right, I'd like to have uh, one of you guys start off by telling us about the pages you ran on Facebook. What were they about? What kinds of posts did you put up there? And what kind of membership, what kinds of uh, following are we talking about here? Sure. Uh, Yeah, sounds good. Well, um, my name is Jason Bassler, and we had the, the Free Thought Project. We started that back in 2013. And I started Police the Police by myself in 2012. And uh, police accountability mostly was the, the focus for Police to Police, as the name suggests. Um, you know, we're trying to document police misconduct, abuse of authority, police brutality. The Free Thought Project focused on uh, a number of things, um, mostly government accountability. And uh, that page, before it was ended last week, had 3.1 million fans. Police to Police had 1.9 million fans. Uh, which actually made it the largest police accountability community anywhere on the internet. So uh, we were reaching really great numbers. Uh, We were definitely getting information out there to a a vast, wide array of people. On a good week, our numbers were up to 50 million people reached. Uh, We were bringing in close to 80,000 new fans in just one week. So um, as you can imagine, Tom, that definitely kind of... uh, threatened them. And we were sharing information that was counterintuitive, um, destroying not only government narrative, but uh, the mainstream media narratives. So we were targeted, uh, like many other alternative media organizations. You know, this is going to be a a huge turning point for us. Uh, We've had to let go of a lot of our employees, which has been difficult for us. You know, there was a point in time where we took a lot of pride in being able to employ writers and and activists um, who were actually trying to you know, hold the government accountable to promote peace and liberty. So, you know, we're, we're shifting our efforts now. They could delete our pages, they could erase our fans, but they can't delete the demand. So, did they give you any kind of a warning? No, but we've certainly dealt with uh, everything with with Facebook that you could even imagine. Um, all the arbitrary censorship, been you know throttled over the years. There's been points where we could only post text on our pages. They, they took away our ability to post memes or videos or articles. We've been shadow banned. I've had back-to-back multiple 30-day bans. Um, so we've certainly been targeted over the years, and it feels like they're trying to kind of just push 
this type of information out of the complete spectrum of Facebook. So, well, what they're trying to say is that in this latest wave of purges, they were targeting pages that allegedly were in some way trying to manipulate or game the system. Now, can you say categorically that your pages were doing no such thing? Yeah. So they were, they said three different things um, that we were engaging in inauthentic behavior, uh, spam, and fake accounts. Now, the inauthentic behavior is it's kind of funny. It basically just means that we are doing our job too effectively. You know, like any other business or industry, page owners would often network with each other, find mutually beneficial arrangements to help each other. Um, this was common practice. This is kind of the essence of grassroots, you know, so it no way contradicts their claim mission statement, and which is, you know, the quote, giving people the power to build community and bring the world closer together. But isn't this a site for networking and connecting and sharing information? In fact, I actually even networked with you back in 2012, uh, Tom. I actually made a few graphics for your Liberty Classroom speaking tour. And uh, I think you shared one of our pages to your audience back then. And, you know, how is that nefarious or wrong in any way? I'd, I'd love to, to get an answer on that, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, so basically, we're just being punished for being good at marketing and good at our job. And then they also said fake accounts. So um, I never had any fake accounts, but I did have a backup account, which used my real name. Because we're a business, you know, we, we click, uh, we're, we're dependent on ad revenue and clicks to survive just like any other website. So if we just disappear uh, for a 30 day ban over an arbitrary selective enforcement of a picture of ET, which I've been banned for, you know, just like any other halfway intelligent business owner, like you're prepared, you have to have some kind of some kind of backup. So once again, I used my real name, you know, there was nothing I was trying to hide there. Um, and then they claim spam, which I think is probably the the weakest of their excuses, in my opinion. You know, I always leave uh, at least one to two hours between posts. Uh, we never post the same information repeatedly. And not to mention, these were posts to our pages uh, for fans who asked for our information and wanted to see our content. So Facebook is basically saying that the six million user fans that we had, these these users don't know what's best for themselves when they followed our pages and uh, basically they had to delete our pages, you know, because that makes Facebook a much more safe place. And these people just didn't know what was best for them. Now, the things you're describing sound pretty innocuous to me. And even if they wanted to be an extremely fastidious about things, nevertheless, you would think almost anybody you would encounter in any relationship like this would approach you first and say, look, you got 3 million likes on this page. We obviously we don't want to see you go. You're obviously obviously 3 million people think you're improving the experience around here at the very least. So we just need to tell you the following couple of things. In fact, I had for example, the Amazon affiliate program. Now Amazon is every bit a giant as Facebook is. But it turns out I was in mild violation of the terms of their program. Because you cannot actually say on your website, support my website by clicking here and ordering from Amazon. You're actually not allowed to do that. And so apparently a bunch of us had been doing that, and they said, you have to take that language down. So I did it. They didn't say, we're shutting you down for vague reasons, and you can never come back, because what kind of a deranged lunatic would act that way? They told me what was wrong. I complied within 24 hours. Not a problem since. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, Tom. You know, we were thriving in the free market of information exchange um, in, in the beginning, you know, with uh, 2012 to 2015, we were, we were doing great. 
And, you know, once they came in and started changing things and kind of uh, trying to sculpt exactly what they want as uh, Facebook users, I guess, are supposed to, to know. So to me, it seems very, like I said, arbitrary. There's a lot of selective enforcement going on. But I, I do think there is something actually a little more you know, ominous about this and behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, we definitely think that the Atlantic Council has something to do with this. We, we think that there's um, some kind of push going on because not only was this just happening on Facebook, the same day uh, Twitter actually uh, removed our, well, quote, suspended our accounts, both for Police to Police and the Free Thought Project. And to top it all off, we actually got a strike on our YouTube channel that same morning all this happened as well. So, you know, the fact that this is spam or we did something to trigger their algorithms it doesn't add up, um, in, in our opinion. Yeah, it's far too coincidental for this to be cross-platform. And, of course, that's what happened with Alex Jones, cross-platform all at the same time. And then the response in at least a chunk of the libertarian world was, Alex Jones is a goofball, so I'm not interested in what's going on. Whereas the rest of us thought, oh, wait a minute, something's cooking here. Because they'll start with Alex Jones precisely because they know people will respond that way. And then they'll go to the next tier, and then they'll go to the next tier until it's something that matters to you. But by that point, you're sort of compromised because you didn't really care about it happening to anybody else. Matt, let's bring you into this conversation. What's your role with these pages? And uh, what do you say to the argument that, after all, these are private companies, and so we have to let them do what they want to do? So that's what uh, makes Jason and I's partnership so effective is that he handled the social media side and I handled the the website and the content uh, that we would that we would put out. And um, so, like, as Jason said, you know, we, we found a niche in the market in, in 2013 and we, we just blew up right onto the scene. And I mean, it was it was unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it. The growth that we experienced was amazing. We were because of that void in the information market. Uh, the Free Thought Project just went from 300,000 fans on there in, in one year to where we were, you know, 3 million. And uh, the funny thing about it is that the censorship, uh, the soft censorship and all the shadow bands, like Jason explained, they weren't visible to us, but they were visible like on the back end in our analytics. So you could see where we'd have we'd have 300,000 fans and we'd put out a post and that that post would reach 40,000 people like we would get 40,000 clicks on that one link. And that was with 300,000 fans. And then fast forward to 2017, and we put out a, a similar post, an even better, well-written, more researched post because we had more employees and, and more talent on, on the Free Thought Project. And that would, would get you know way less. It would get 90% less interaction. So we kind of saw this coming. There was a lot of signs along the way. You know, This started in 2016 where this group called Propernot put out a list of websites they deemed untrustworthy. Uh, after, shortly after, like a few days after they put that out, the Washington Post actually ran a story on it and slandered, you know, the dozens and dozens of different alternative media sites and uh, as well as, I think there was a few mainstream media sites on there too. So Proper Not added a few fake news sites and there were literally fake news like this uh, Sorsha Fall and um, Your Newswire who they they literally make up lies about interviews with different people and and put them out there who coincidentally still have their Facebook pages, right? <laughs> so starting with that proper not list, we kind of blew it off because it wasn't, you know, like they, they couldn't do anything with us. It was lies. We, we kind of tried to send them cease and desist, but they never responded. 
But that was like the beginning. And then more and more things started to happen. In 2017, um, documents were leaked from within Media Matters of David Brock, right? The founder of David Brock. And he, like, these documents were pretty ominous. We, we predicted that this was going to be used to crack down on us. And sure enough, it did. So these these documents that he sent out to like the high level officials within Media Matters, he, he's quoted as over the next four years, Media Matters will focus on achieving the following outcomes. Serial misinformers and right wing propagandists inhabiting everything from social media to the highest levels of government will be exposed. And then they wanted they went further to note that how they were going to use Facebook, Google and Twitter to to crack down on what they considered right wing propagandists. And he says, internet and social media platforms like Google and Facebook will no longer uncritically and without consequence host and enrich fake news sites and propagandists. This is a, I mean, this is like a direct outline for what's going on right now. You know, they, they try to, they, they group everybody into these categories and then use those categories to essentially wipe them from the internet. So Alex Jones was grouped into this, these misinformers and, and alt-right groups and so he was easily dismissed. And then, like you said, they broaden the scope the next time around. And then they take people out like us. And they were actually, um, so we're not left or right. You know, we're, we're pro-liberty and that's where we stand. But the, during this last purge, there were left and right wingers. Um, I'm in two different groups. Some of them are, are, are uh, for Trump supporters and some of them are for the like the left wing and other alt media that got banned. So that stroke of the brush broadened this time. So who's to say it's not going to be even bigger next time? And to show how crazy that is, there was a, a Guardian. The Guardian finally reported on this this week about the Facebook purge. And the one of the guys that they interviewed, his name was Matt Mountain, which is a pseudonym. And um, during his interview with The Guardian, he praised the fact that they banned Alex Jones. And at the same time, he was like, I couldn't imagine why they would come after me. <laughs> you know? It's it's like that's what you were begging for. You beg for enough censorship, and then everybody's censored. We we disagree with Alex Jones. We I, I used to think that personally. I used to think that when I was you know like ten years ago when I started listening to Alex Jones, this, I was like, man, this guy's saying some awesome things. He was pro liberty. He was an anti xenophobe, anti war. He was against the left right paradigm. And then um, you know, so all of a sudden he turns into this uh, almost like a neocon. He's on you know he's almost trying to to justify the strikes in Syria that are on sovereign countries and stuff, but just because Trump's carrying it out. But so what? Like this is that's his opinion. He can do that. I can disagree with him. But when you move to ban him, you open up the gateway, which is Pandora's box that kind of just included us in it as well. I can't imagine the work that goes into building up a following like that and then to find it just gone overnight. I'm sorry to kind of rub salt in the wound, but I cannot imagine how demoralizing that would be. It's been pretty, uh, it's pretty upsetting. You know, it's, you, we've, Jason and I are, are not these uh, armchair sit back and put out some junk and then expect it to go viral. Jason and I were dedicated. We work seven days a week, sometimes over 12 hours a day, and we poured our lifeblood into this. And it's just, it's so ironic too, that it was, um, that this purge happened on our fifth year anniversary. <laughs> We started in October of 2013, and they, they didn't shut us down in, in uh, 2018 in October. And uh, and like I said, it was all we've been predicting this for for almost two years now, and we have like a cache of articles that show that that everything going down. 
And uh, and like Jason said earlier, we believe that the uh, the Atlantic Council, the Facebook partnership with the Atlantic Council had a lot to do with this. And I, I believe that they're also influencing Twitter. I, I mean, I don't have that speculation, but so the the for those that don't know, I don't know if your followers uh, or listeners would know about the Atlantic Council. Uh, in May of this past year, Facebook partnered with an arm of the Atlantic Council, the uh, Digital Forensic Research Lab. And these people are essentially that they call themselves a think tank, but in essence, they're uh, whitewashing for NATO. They 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 need to keep the Russian narrative alive. The 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 Russians are going to come get us and steal your children. They need that in order to justify the promotion of their backers, which are companies like like Lockheed Martin or uh, Raytheon. And so these people are funded. The Atlantic Council is is directly funded. You, this is not a conspiracy theory. You can go to the Atlantic Council's own website and read about the, all their backers. And their backers consist of everybody from major pharmaceutical industry players to Google to the United States itself to the U.S. Army to Air Force oligarchs and uh, across the planet like the Ukraine's Viktor Pinchuk and Saudi billionaire Baha Harari. Like these people, they're tyrants and oligarchs and they're paying this company who Facebook partnered with to be their arm, their censorship arm. So there's no doubt that, that the Atlantic Council played a role in the removal of us, especially since Facebook said in their official statement that this was done before the election cycle to weed these people out like us because we are, our voice is apparently dangerous. And these same people, they put out uh, the Atlantic Council in September, they put out a a, a paper, they published this paper titled... Uh, Whose Truth, Sovereignty, Disinformation, and Winning the Battle of Trust. The paper is designed to, to do exactly that so they could censor social media networks to stop what they consider disinformation. Right? This is, <laughs> these are the people that want to censor disinformation. They're claiming to be the, the arbiters of truth, but they're the same people who are funded by people who sell bombs to Saudi Arabia that blow up buses full of children. It's a... Uh, the conflict of interests here is is insane, and it also does it also serves to to completely negate the the argument that Facebook is private and they have a right to ban whoever they want. The fact that the Atlantic Council is funded by the military industrial complex, mega banks, and then actual U.S. government interests and and the U.S. government itself negates any Facebook is private claim. Folks, just a quick message from on board the Contra Cruise. We departed from San Diego, which meant I flew across the country. And you know what that means. I was the king of the airport because of my away carry-on. They have four different suitcase sizes, including two different carry-on sizes. And what you'll love about them is that they're lightweight. Their four 360-degree spinner wheels mean they glide more smoothly than anything you've ever seen. They're made with premium German polycarbonate, so they're super strong and impact-resistant, not to mention a combination lock and a laundry bag. The thing is awesome. Its compression system absolutely maximizes the amount you can pack and get on that plane. So join me as airport royalty. Try out your away carry-on risk-free. You get a 100-day trial. If at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund, no questions asked. But you won't, because you're going to love it. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com woods and use promo code woods during checkout. That's $20 off a suitcase at awaytravel.com woods when you use promo code woods during checkout. What comes next for you guys now? There are 
much, much smaller, but nevertheless, there are other social media outlets. Are you trying to get a foothold there? Yeah, well, we uh, definitely connected with Minds. I actually listened to your interview with Bill Ottman, uh, what, maybe a month or so ago, and that kind of led us in that direction. They were kind enough to reach out to us after all this happened and kind of shared the plat- platform, how it works with us. So we'll definitely be moving, uh, shifting all of our efforts over there. Um, you know, we're still going to stay on social media, uh, including Facebook. We already uh, started our pages, just the 2.0 version. So if any of your fans are looking for us, please search for our names plus 2.0 and you, sh- you should see um, our new pages. Something about me, something about it kind of, uh, I, I like the idea of staying on their page, their sites, even though they don't want us there. And of course, um, you know, we are just trying to get the word out there. We're trying to plant seeds and get this information to the people who uh, don't necessarily have access to it or aren't necessarily familiar with it. And unfortunately, a lot of these smaller alternative sites um, don't, you know, they have a lot of the similar types of mentality of mindsets and whatnot. So um, unfortunately, if we're targeting normies, we still have to stay with some of the bigger uh, social media sites like Facebook and Instagram. But I would say, if anything, Tom, this this kind of backfired on them. We've we've reached much way more people. We've done way more interviews. We're getting our own names out there. We're getting connected with um, all types of people who are influential. And uh, so, in in many ways, just like all censorship, you know, this is kind of backfiring. And uh, so, you know, this is this is in this is a win in many ways. I mean, this it hurts us, but at least some of these. Uh, Smaller but still influential, like RT uh, news outlets, will have the chance to cover us, and they have been covering us. So can't thank them enough for that support. It's crazier all the time now. Twitter can't decide if maybe it wants to ban ban the NPC meme, which is about as harmless a thing as you could possibly ask for. I mean, one group is just saying that another group seems to repeat a lot of the same ideas over and over again. Look. A lot worse than that was said about me when I was in school, right? A lot worse. And it never occurred to me that those people should somehow be disappeared from society, for heaven's sake. So it really is nuts. And I wonder if, um, as Michael Malice suggested in a conversation we had on this show not too long ago, if maybe where we're headed really is, contrary to what some of us may prefer, kind of an ideologically segregated kind of social media so as to keep peace, that maybe it's not possible for everybody to be together because there's so much crazy fighting and irrationalism, and then you have overzealous uh, referees who are already, you know, they've got a foot on the scale anyway. They already have their sympathies, and then people get banned and get frustrated. Maybe we just decide maybe this is a bad idea. What do you think about that? Well, to interject, I think that before, like you said, these referees, before the referees actually – started refereeing, I think that Facebook was a much more pleasant place to be. And then when the referees decided like, this is what, who gets to see what, this is who gets to see this. And they started tailoring information for people that they thought that they wanted to see instead of just letting people like pages that they liked. Um, they, so they would just show right-wing information. They, they actually to right-wingers and left-wing information to left-wingers. This was, it was almost like a deliberate divide and conquer. And you can see that there's 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 definitely a a bias when it comes to the information that's allowed on these platforms. And before the page got taken down for my Matt Agarist uh, Facebook page, a guy um, sent me two screenshots 
that he took from uh, one of these Antifa pages. And he reported a picture on that the a meme that the Antifa page had uploaded that had a picture of a guillotine on it, and it said, kill all capitalists. Now, this is a direct call for the death of hundreds of millions of people in this country, right? <laughs> because we're, we're a capitalist society. One would think that we don't call for any information to be banned, right? But this information is 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 a threat of causing harm and doing violence, which is a complete violation of non-aggression principle. So anyway, this guy reported that to Facebook. Facebook responds back to him by saying that this image does not violate their terms and conditions. Meanwhile, Jason Bassler posts a picture of E.T. E.T. It's a picture of E.T. And he gets a ban for 30 days and that picture is removed. You know, so the, I believe that the referees are the ones causing this problem. And I, I mean, I would hate to see the social media networks just become this big, massive segregation like Facebook for the right, Facebook for the left or anything. I think that the problem is because of the censorship that that's leading to this divide. I see an opportunity for other companies, other social media companies to rise up in this in this time. And like there's a there's a there wasn't before a market demand for an alternative social media network. But now. I think that the demand is going to rise so much that that others will burst onto the scene. In fact, we've actually interviewed with a couple of these people who want us to come to their platforms and uh, promote them. But uh, I would it, it would suck to see people all get trapped in their own little information circles and never never come across information that might challenge their paradigm because that would lead to just a, a a pretty terrible place, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's I would like to see things go the way you want to see them go, and. I think of myself as being like you guys as even though I know that libertarians obviously are going to enjoy my material the most, I'm not writing off the rest of society. I'd like anybody to give my show a try, and I think I might get them to think in interesting ways about a variety of topics. And one of the nice things about YouTube for me has been it's a way for people organically to discover new content creators because you've got in the right-hand column all these recommended videos. So they watch some video. And then I'm one of the recommended videos. And so they start watching me and then they look around for me and my website's in the corner and they go visit. And I have no control over that. I'm not actively marketing over there. I'm not, it's just happening for free organically. And I would hate to see that. And I'm so I'm sure that also happens on the other social media platforms. And I would very much hate to see that shut down. Um, but to both of you, first of all, tell me, you have a website for I, any of these pages? Were they associated with a website? Uh, yeah. Yes. They were the the it's the freethoughtproject.com, which was uh, at one point the 212th largest website in the country. Wow! Which was only it happened about a year after we we started, maybe a little less than that, right, Jason? Yeah, that was when uh, Facebook was still organic. There wasn't as much throttling and censorship. Um, which you know, at one point it was a beautiful place, kind of like what you're mentioning, Tom. You know, and who knows how long you're going to be on YouTube? You could be next on the chopping block. But uh, at one point, Facebook was great for um, getting information out there, networking, um, specifically in this this niche in you know libertarian circles. Um, but yeah, all that's all that's gone now. And not to mention, police the police. That was the largest community police accountability anywhere on the internet. So that that conversation that was going on there is now officially muted and eradicated. You know, my uh, we all know about the problem with pages. Now, when you have three over three million likes, well, you're going to reach a lot of people regardless. But with me, I've stagnated at about eighty thousand for probably three years now because I just haven't put that much energy into building up the following. And then, 
as you know, in the past couple of years, the reach of pages has plummeted through a deliberate, obviously a deliberate effort. So now if I, it's just demoralizing. I barely post on my main page. I, I do want to get back to it um, because at the very, even if I do advertise on Facebook, I feel like, well, at least I've got a targeted group I'm advertising to. I know these are people who have opted in to hear from me. So it, it's valuable for me as a marketer. But if I just post an organic post with no boosting, it's shown to about 5% of my followers. And the excuse they have is, well, people really want to hear from friends and family when they're on Facebook. Well, you know what? Speak for yourself. <laughs> Ask them what they'd like to hear from. If they clicked like on my page, maybe they want to hear from me. Exactly. Yeah, we, we spent money on boosting posts. We spent money on getting some likes. I mean, very small amount, I would say, you know, very, very small percentage, but we, we kind of wanted to test it and see how it worked. And, uh, you know, what, are we going to get a refund back on that now that our pages have been completely decimated? I mean, I doubt it. So, I mean, this in many ways, you know, regardless of it being a private company, it's, it's completely un-American. You know, we were an American company founded by Americans sharing American news uh, on an American platform. And, you know, we were hard workers. We worked from scratch to build this, you know, and, uh, so in many ways, let's just hope this backfires on Facebook. I mean, it looks like their stocks are already plummeting. We know users are abandoning ship left and right. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it turns into the next MySpace here in the next few years. Well, I was just reading an article last week about a move to try to oust Zuckerberg, but they try this every now and again. And the trouble is his ownership share is so great, he can pretty much fend off any attack. But nevertheless, that doesn't mean it's, worthless to try because it does make clear that there is some unhappiness at the way he's handled a number of these these scandals. I mean, the past year and a half has been pretty wretched for Facebook's PR in just example after example. So, all right, I want to see you guys succeed no matter what platform you're on. And I, I mean, I want to live in a just world where you get everybody back and then some. So I'm going to link to every place you are. You send me all the links and I'll put them up at tomwoods.com slash 1267. And if you're listening to this, these guys put in so much work over so much time. And if you can just take a minute out of your day to help them out by checking it out, liking, following, whatever you can do, spreading the word, uh, you, you got to start somewhere when you're faced with a situation like this. So I'll leave it to each of you to uh, say a final word. Okay. Uh, thank you. I, I really appreciate the all the kind words and, and you putting out our links, Tom, it's, it's awesome, man. It, the, the support we've gotten from everybody in the last week is, has just been unprecedented. And, and um, I'm, I'm not going to say humbling cause it's awesome. <laughs> I'm not humbled that people are supporting us, but uh, this is, I, I've been an entrepreneur for the last 20 years and I've had businesses that failed because I messed up and I've had businesses that failed because the market was different this is the first time I can ever say that we were actually being successful and our business was shut down. You know, that's that's the the future if we don't actually stop and, and resist this and, and try to build something new out of this ashes that is becoming Facebook. It's uh it's imperative that we all seek new platforms and and go to these uncensorable platforms that will not shut up people that have peaceful anti-war views who want to hold government accountable. 
Yeah, and I also just want to say thanks as well, Tom. Really appreciate you having us on. And thanks to uh, our team. They've been working so hard over the past few years. And uh, everybody who supported us, we've gotten outpouring across the globe. So many wonderful messages, people sending us, uh, telling us about how we've helped them wake up to the police state, how um, there are no longer neocons who support war. So, you know, victory may have cost us everything, but we officially won the meme war. Uh, they had to get rid of us. They had to eradicate our our information from their platforms. Um, and, you know, this this really just equates to a modern day book born, burning in the digital age. Um, you know, these big tech companies appointed themselves as political arbiters, um, you know, so it's up to us to uh, create, you know, all anarchists, they don't destroy, they create if we wanna see change. So that's what we're planning on doing and we won't stop. They, they can't stop us. They could delete us, but they can't stop us. Jason Bassler and Matt Savoy, thanks for your time, and thank you, gentlemen, for your service. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. All right, folks, I hope you will support these good people. I am uh, still at sea, of course, as this episode comes out, but remember, episodes will just keep on coming out like magic as the week goes on, and remember the episode of Contra Krugman, which is the podcast I co-host with Bob Murphy once a week that's being released this week will have been recorded aboard the ship. So if you haven't checked out Contra Krugman, this one with the live audience will be really great. It's over at ContraKrugman.com. I'll see you tomorrow. Become a smarter libertarian in just 30 minutes a day. Visit TomWoods.com to subscribe to the show for free, and we'll see you next time.